cliffcentral.com This Leadership Masterclass was brought to you by Sibanye. We are one. Our leadership conversation today, and it's certainly going to be a Leadership Masterclass, is with Happy Ralinala, incoming president of Business Women Association of South Africa. She's also head of APSA Business Banking South Africa. She's a banker, I guess. Um, <laughs> probably not just banking, uh, but it's really good having her with us. Um, I'm really excited having her with us. Uh, she's chatting to us in the middle of the Business Women Association Awards evening, so which is fabulous. Uh, all that's running tonight. Happy, really good having you with us on the leadership platform um, and sharing some thoughts on leadership and, and maybe broader aspects in our society. Thank you jo- for joining us. Thank you, Adrian. I just have to state that I am the head of the private and wealth banking Okay. at um, uh, Barclays Africa Group. All right. Somewhere there's... Did you go there recently? There's some information that's not that way on the... I was going to look. Definitely. Yeah. I had been in business banking uh, for the past three and a half years and uh, then moved to private and wealth banking. How long have you been in banking? I have been in banking for the past 15 years, um, having joined FNB um, and then uh, joined APSA seven years ago. So you've been there quite a... So you've been there... Well, all the time that Maria Ramos has been there. Definitely, I have. I have. All right. Well, it's wonderful having you with us. And, of course, your speaker tonight is this fascinating um, leader from from um, uh, Ethiopia. <laughs> For a moment, I was thinking Rwanda. And she started this Women's Bank. So it's, it's, it's wonderful. It must be great to have her as a speaker tonight. You look forward to that? I really uh, look forward to that, especially that she comes and shares her insights with uh, South African women. I've heard her speak a number of times. Uh, I've shared platforms with her, her platform on the AU, but also on some of the um, Women's World Banking platform. Yeah. And uh, also on a platform where Mam Grasa Michelle had created a platform for women in business to start working together across the continent. Oh, wow. How's that going? It's going very well. Actually, I missed the last one, which was in Tanzania, where actually a whole lot of, of women in business met in Tanzania uh, to really uh, look at the way forward and what do we do for women in business and really changing uh, uh, the Africa or uh, the African economy, which is mostly dependent on us bringing women into the economy. Fascinating. And now you're also going to be the president of the Business Women Association of South Africa. So, oh my goodness. And you have a family, of course. So, yeah. so busy life for you. Very busy life, but when you do what you like and what you're passionate about, mm. it's, it is really not being busy. And uh, and always, I've always made sure that my family, my associates and friends are part of what I do. And therefore, I don't feel stretched and feel the business because it's like I'm with family and friends all the time. So before we talk about broader issues for a few minutes and also maybe your vision and, and, and your desire as the president of uh, BWSA, just on this platform, we ask leaders to share their thoughts on authentic leadership. So I'd like to ask you to share a few statements with us that to you best describe authentic leadership. Because the world needs it more than ever before. And I'm, I'm pretty sure you agree. I know that we, 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 we have pockets of it all over the world, but we don't have enough of it maybe. So what describes to you authentic leadership? Authentic leadership for me is serving and serving selflessly. Uh, It's not about you as a leader, but it is about people that you have to serve. Um, uh, That one is very key for me. And it really talks to 
um, a key fundamental um, saying uh, in African idiom that says, I am because of you. And at the back of that, um, uh, the principles of Ubuntu comes in, and that's what authentic leadership is in an African setup. Okay, serving. So, so that's serving. a very important principle for you. It's a very important principle for you. Do you think some leaders go into a position thinking that that's what they want to do, and then the reward reality changes? Maybe. Um, I think I've seen that in our country where leaders are in it to serve, but something changes. The environment changes. The opportunities change. And then suddenly they don't necessarily serve anymore. That that can happen to any of us, perhaps. So one must be very, very fixed. Or maybe it must be who you really are as opposed to just a belief. Does it make sense what I'm saying? I, I could believe that's what a leader should be. But if I'm not really that way inclined, a few tests here and there and I'm gone. And that's and, 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 and possibly one would look at and say as a leader it's when your values are congruent with what you're wanting to do. Uh, when you get that uh, alignment with the values, uh, you will be in the right place, regardless of what challenges you face. Yeah. Um, and, and values-driven leaders are um, possibly very few, but I, I can safely say to you I have met a number of outstanding leaders, especially in my uh, career, uh, in a number of associations that I've had um, uh, everywhere across. Um, and I know there's a lot of possibly negativity taking place um, in our country, but I'd like to refocus us on the positive messages because uh, negativity sometimes take away uh, huge uh, opportunities that exist that um, um, would drive the change that you're wanting to see. So I think the conversation possibly um, that needs to happen in our country is um, what are the positive narratives that uh, as a community and as a country and as people do we need to s start talking about? And I want to say to you on my way here, uh, I got to uh, get a text from a, uh, a neighbor who said to me, just listen to the radio. And he gave me the radio station that I needed to listen into. Mm. Wow. A 16-year-old boy who is in my neighborhood has been uh, is a youth um, or get got a youth award for lead SA today, and those are the stories that we need to start focusing uh, across uh, the country, encouraging a number of people to to look at um, and making sure that's what we drive. Please drive that. Obviously, you have another platform on which to do do it now. Because, I mean, let's be frank: there's much more good happening than bad, without a doubt. But somehow, the flipping good bad stuff just they just rise to the top, and, and that's what we end up focusing on. Certainly our news cycle is all about negative stuff. So so leaders like yourself can change that to, to some degree, and, and, and that's what this platform is about, is to drive authentic leadership. What else describes authentic leadership to you as, as a leader? Authentic leaders are the leaders that actually, when they enter a room or a place, um, uh, they leave the people who they found behind better than how they found them. Um, or they leave them feeling bigger and they leave them having felt um, that they had grown in the presence of those leaders. And that's my belief, is that uh, leaders need to give, whether it is their time, whether uh, it is uh, uh, the ear, or uh, the listening piece, 
or maybe the coaching, but it is really making sure that you leave um, as a leader what, where you've been better than how you found it. That's a powerful one. Um, and you've come across those leaders. You know, maybe some leaders look so busy and they're so busy chasing goals and objectives and strategies and even visions that they don't necessarily think of the fact that this interaction I have with this individual right now or with this team, do I leave them in a better position, feeling better about themselves after I'm gone than they felt before I was there? Yeah. I'm not so sure, but maybe a lot of authentic leaders do that naturally, isn't it? I'm sure Nelson Mandela didn't think of that, but once he left you, you felt you felt better. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> so there's a, a, a sort of a natural thing there, but I think one can be more conscious of it. How do I help Happy feel better about herself when I leave? Um, thank you. That's a very good one. Any other principles that you describe an authentic leader, Happy? I would also think that an authentic leader is a, a leader that gives more than they take. Yeah. Okay. I always believe in an African idiom that actually says that um, when you give, you open, in your, you open your hand. And when you open your hand, it makes your hand ready to receive. But when your hand is closed and you're not giving, you will not be able to receive. And therefore, selfless leaders are leaders who give unconditionally. Uh, are leaders that are, are, are required and are authentic leaders. Boy, and I'm sure you can tell us much more about that. Maybe we can come back to some other, other principles as they surface uh, during our conversation. But let's just go a little bit broader. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to sit with you. Uh, you know, you, you've got a wonderful platform. You lead in a big brand. You're a leader there. Uh, um, and, of course, uh, now being the president of BWSA, just what do you think are the general challenges leaders face in our society today? Just maybe on a macro scale, what stands out for you, Abby? I've always grown up in an environment um, that defined a South African culture. And then I think everywhere you go, they talk about a a South African way of doing things, regardless of race, uh, regardless of language. And I think as South Africans, we have ways of doing stuff, which, regardless of who you are, you connect with. Um, I always believe that leaders currently, or what I've seen currently, is that leaders want to make a trade-off. And maybe there's a saying that says, um, uh, uh, strategy, it's culture for breakfast. I truly believe that culture is strategy. And therefore, what's facing us today is really defining the culture that will drive businesses to success as part of the strategy, not as, as separate items and uh, working uh, parallel, but it is part of what needs to be done. And, and that's a key challenge. Um, so if we had to shift a whole lot of things in our country, we have to look back at what is it that we're wanting to achieve. To achieve. How are we going to achieve that? And as leaders um, uh, really drive the cultures that will take us to the results that we're wanting to see. Yeah, so uh, do I hear you say we need a stronger even South African culture or define it more, more and drive it harder? I think we need to define it more uh, and drive it harder. 
And I want to give you a few examples when you just talk about businesses. When I grew up um, in the township, um, there were shops in the township. There were driving shops. Um, and, uh, and they were doing very well. I go back today, those shops are not there. What has changed and what has shifted? Yet we continue to talk about funding and supporting small businesses mm. uh, to, for us to be able to create markets for them, for, for us to be able um, to create opportunities for them. And nothing has changed. The key thing that has changed is the way we do things. And therefore, how do we then start inculcating a culture of entrepreneurship that we're wanting to see? We say it, but we don't really live it. I think in terms of small business development culture, we're just not doing enough of that. It, it has to start at a certain level. Mm. And I think you know of certain cultures who automatically bring their family members in the business when they are young, coach them. They get to see exactly what that business is all about. And, and uh, we don't say that everybody must do that. But what is available in our education uh, curriculum, in the conversations, in the support structures, but also um, in the partnerships between government and private sector that really drives uh, a culture that will see us succeed economically. Mm. Thank you for that. Um, against the backdrop of our politics in South Africa and incidents like Bell Pottinger and a lot of other ethical issues, ethical leadership seems to be a bit of a buzzword. We often hear about that. Your thoughts on that? Should we drive it harder? Do we have enough of it? What more can you maybe at BWSA do? I, th I think uh, it's, it needs to be part of the conversations. We are at a place where we need dialogues about such topics. But also when you talk about ethical leadership, uh, um, I actually today asked myself a question, and I, th I don't know whether you saw on Twitter that I was in a session uh, where uh, great leaders were. And at the back of it, I asked my question, what is it that uh, I would be ashamed if it had to come out in the open? How often do leaders ask themselves that? Because that's ethical leadership. But also, what is it that happens in the dark that I would like to keep in the dark? Um, or what is it that I do that I wouldn't like people to know about? And it is all those questions and dialogues that needs to happen in our country mm. for us to be able to answer and drive a society that we're proud of. I mean, uh, character, real character, and I'm paraphrasing, is, is how you act and behave when you're on your own and no one sees you. But we seem to have a bit of a culture that says, as long as it's hidden, I'm fine. Um, but what I do is behind my own doors, and uh, you know, as long as it doesn't come out... <laughs> But, 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 but that flies in the face of what real character is. It's what I do and what I think, who I am, when, it doesn't, when it's not out there, when it's not public. I mean, that's real character. So, therefore, if I can ask myself that question, is there anything that I don't want out there? Um, or the question you just posed so eloquently. That, uh, that speaks to character, I think. Do you agree? I agree. Actually, it makes me reflect, and it makes me reflect around my parents and uh, especially my mother who's been a very influential um, leadership figure in, in my life and, um, and she's always said whatever is done in the dark will always come out in the open it might not be immediate but one day it would come out and, and for me uh, uh, it has always been uh, what stands out and that's why I always 
continuously reflect on what do I do on a day-to-day basis that I wouldn't like to see coming out in the open. So you're, um, you're going to be leading the business, I've been saying BWSA, it's BWASA actually, but you'll be leading it as, as the president. Is it a year sort of position, title, responsibility, or how long does that? It's a three-year term. So it's a three-year term, yeah. okay. So that's, that's long. Just give us your feeling for that. We'll, we'll talk about other broader issues in a moment. But what, what, what makes you feel passionate when you think about that? What, what are you going to drive hard while you're there, do you think? Is it clear in your mind or do you still have to go sit with your colleagues and, and debate it and discuss it? Or uh, I'm sure you've been involved in BWASA for a while anyway. Where are you taking this organization? I think um, the key challenge that our country faces today is really bringing a whole lot of women in the economy. Um, But also shifting a mindset from a mindset of being employed to a mindset of being self-employed. The more entrepreneurs we have, the more uh, economy will change. But most of all, it is really what support is available for women who are in business women who are in corporates and women who are employed, for them to be able to succeed in their work environment, in their uh, businesses, but also how do we start shifting what we call small businesses to big businesses because we know that women are capable. So just to unpack um, uh, shortly, there are three fundamental things that are key for businesses to succeed, which one of them is access to markets. You could have a proper business plan and an exciting business plan if you do not have a customer you do not have a business. That's number one. Number two, it is access to finance, which is access to funding, yeah. whether it is at startup level, whether it is at a growth phase, whether it is at acquisition at whatever level. Um, that is key. But thirdly is the non-financial support, which is the skills, uh, uh, the business management, mm. the marketing, and, and the core skills that helps me manage my business and create a sustainable business. For me, those three key pillars are very, very fundamental. And, and when all three um, uh, dots connect, um, gives uh, a, a business uh, sustainability. But most of all, we know that jobs will be created and uh, we'll have a thriving economy. So those are the key things possibly that I really would like to, to look at and say, do women have access to markets? Do women have access to finance? And whether w- do women have um, uh, access to non-financial support, which is mentoring and coaching at any given uh, 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 level? And, and the specific sectors that uh, possibly would look at, I have an idea of what I'd look at, but I, I wouldn't like to talk about it now until then we share with the whole board really what our key mm. strategy is around those fundamental sectors that uh, we would like to bring women in um, and that women are better supported to grow their businesses. So you've got a strong passion for yeah, obviously all women leadership issues, bringing them into the economy. But uh, one of the most powerful ways would be your own business. So um, so that's going to be something you want to drive hard. And, and good luck with that. I, I, I recall a study recently where they said, well, we keep saying – um, that the answer to our economy's growth will be inspiring people to, to start small businesses. But, um, but that 
research shows that most fail and that that will not be the answer, especially in like a bushbuck ridge. I think the study very clearly indicated. Um, but what it didn't explain was that there are a lot of small businesses already in existence, I guess men and women, but let's say women, that all they need are those three things. So this is not necessarily about always encouraging people to start. Yep. It's about saying those that are, have already taken the leap and are struggling as a small little business, micro-enterprise, give them those three things because they are closer to creating jobs rather than the startup, pr- perhaps. So I think um, good luck with that. Uh, I mean, uh, I can sense your, your passion for it, and, and you've got a lot of leadership experience, and we're excited to see how we can help with that. We've got a small uh, a business masterclass on Cliff Central, for example, okay. where we've, we've, we've created so much content with experts. And all of that we want to drive into communities Stunning. with partners. You know, there's so much that we can all do if we partner together. Anything else then? Uh, what what makes you excited about being the president of uh, BWASA over the next three years? I think it's um, what gets me excited uh, to be the president of uh, BWASA uh, in the coming three years is really um, uh, leaving my purpose. My, my purpose of um, helping women and youth achieve their ambitions. And when you talk about ambitions, it, yes, I talk about business and I talk about uh, employment. It is really touching and changing lives and that we help those people also change other lives. I feel that each one of us have an opportunity to do things differently. And at this moment in time, it is my opportunity to really be impactful, uh, especially around youth and women, which if you know that the, uh, the stats in South Africa is that if you bring youth into the economy, you bring women into the economy, we'll have a thriving e- economy. And that's what we need to do. But also, um, I heard you talk about the stats is that uh, economies where the GDPs are uh, kicking on all cylinders, it's when um, uh, entrepreneurship is uh, thriving and doing very, very well. And therefore, the focus is really around how do we even have people who are employed but start creating second uh, uh, income or multiple uh, streams of income and not being dependent on one income. And... By the way, we have a youth leadership platform on Cliff Central. So you and I have lots to talk <laughs> about offline where we hope to, I don't know, spread the word of leadership amongst youth. We've got events. So we're very excited about that. Uh, you know that uh, Bonang Mohale was um, made the CEO of BLSA recently. Yeah. I don't know if you're up to date with that. It's quite yeah. recent. Yeah. He's loud and he's, he's he seems to have a mandate to speak up and speak his mind, uh, you know, very boldly, in fact, as a businesswoman association president, do you have a man? Are you are you able to be that bold and 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 say loud and 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 in the face of media and society, proclaiming your purpose or the purpose of the association? Do you know? I mean, can you can you be as aggressive as he is in many respects? I I think where there are issues that needs to be dealt um, yeah. with. Especially when it is issues that touch the businesswoman uh, of South Africa, definitely. 
Um, that's what our mandate is all about. Our mandate is really around uh, making sure that we become that voice for the women of South Africa, whether they are employed or they are self-employed, whether they are young or whether they are uh, uh, retired, but really being that voice of a, a businesswoman in South Africa. Mm. And then, of course, there's the balance with your full-time job, which is quite tough. Are you concerned about that? Not really. Um, it's, a, it's a lie. Um, um, uh, there is an alignment between what I'm doing, and, uh, and, and therefore um, uh, it has no impact at all. I'd like us to almost wrap up. Uh, with you sharing a message with leaders out there, and, and maybe you want to gear it towards women leaders, uh, it's up to you. Uh, imagine for a moment there's a hall full of our political leaders and business leaders and women and youth. W- what do you say from the heart to them? Firstly, my message to the women out there is that um, I think we have uh, given away a, a whole lot of uh, uh, our own uh, permission to do the things that we're wanting to do. Uh, we are in economy on our own as women, um, and the power of the collective is unbelievable. Um, we the biggest savers in our country. We uh, uh, drive a whole lot of economic activity. I always say that if we had to feel comfortable with ourselves, so many industries will go bank. Just think about somebody who makes lipstick, somebody who makes makeup, uh, how many shoes we buy, and all that. But I think it is at, a, uh, at this time that we need to start supporting women-owned businesses and start trading with one another. But most of all, really starting create, uh, uh, start creating support that actually makes sure that women do not have um, subsistence uh, businesses, but businesses that grow into the future. Uh, and, and, and that's a key message for me that I have. But secondly, is that um, um, I think it's very important that the voice around uh, the gender violence that we have in our country um, it does not only come from women. The challenge is um, what's the role of private sector in our country in being the very same voice that challenges the status quo. And all of us knowing that the private sector has better resources, whether it is technology, whether it is um, uh, people, resources, brain power, that could come together to able to deal what I call the scourge in our country at the present uh, moment. Uh, So my challenge, I think, to everyone else is really around um, standing up and talking about especially the violence that we have in our country and the support that we, we give to the victims. Happy Rally Nala. Great having you with us, the incoming president of BWASA. You've got your event tonight, which is the gala dinner. There's some winners that's going to be announced. Great speaker you'll have, which we had on the show earlier. And appreciate that you've given a half hour of your time just sitting here with us at the Intercontinental and having a conversation about the future. I'd love to have another one with you. And uh, good luck in, 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 in your, your role there, but also as, as an executive, as a leader in the business environment. Thank you for, for who you are and, and all the best. It's a pleasure. Thank you very much for, for having me.
And thank you for joining us, all you leadership lovers out there. Good luck and uh, join us every single Monday for our Leadership Masterclass, 12 to 1 on Cliff Central. This Leadership Masterclass was brought to you by Sibanye. We are one. Cliffcentral.com.